Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. This is the second show in our What Does Intermodal Mean to You series in partnership with IANA, the Intermodal Association of North America. I hope you're enjoying the series just as much as I am because it's always fun to put the spotlight on an industry that people might not know too much about. In episode one, we brought you an overview of the intermodal freight transportation industry. And today, in episode two, Frank Sanzala, CEO, CIE Manufacturing, joins me as we look at the foundations of the industry, its equipment. What equipment is key within the industry? What role does it play in keeping freight moving? Why maintenance is so important to remind you why paying attention to the details can make or break your supply chain. So welcome to the show, Frank. Oh, it's a pleasure being here. Thank you for having me. I am excited to have you on the show today. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Tell us who you are, what you do, and what is the one thing that would surprise people about the intermodal industry? Well, uh, I'm Frank Sanzala. I'm the uh, CEO of CIE Manufacturing. Uh, I've been here just over four years. Uh, and uh, before that, I was a vendor to uh, CIE uh, uh, from a company called Pressure Systems International, which uh, sold them automatic tire inflation systems for 16 years. And um, I was chosen to be one of the candidates uh, back in 2015 for the, uh, the Chief Executive Officer program. And uh, uh, here I am today. And... Uh, Four and a half years into it, and it's a it's a great time. It's a great time. Yeah, it sounds like, and it sounds like you've been in the industry for quite some time. And I'm excited for you to showcase some of what you've learned and what you've done in the industry so far. So, what do you think would surprise people? Well, one thing that well, first thing that surprised me the other day, someone asked me how long I was in the industry, and I had to count back, and it was 37 years. Uh, started in 1983. So I've seen a lot, especially in intermodal, because intermodal is uh, the younger version of the transportation industry. However, it is a version of the industry that encompasses everything, truck, uh, ocean carriers, rail. So when we talk about the equipment involved with intermodal transport, what are the components? You know, who supplies them and how does it all come together to move the freight? Well, uh, the intermodal business covers everything. So let's start off. Uh, the intermodal container box was invented, and that was invented so that we could ship by sea uh, a lot of materials, uh, bulk and packaged, uh, in a container box that could be fitted well onto a ship. Now, the ship comes across the oceans at any seas in the world, and then it has to be unloaded by a crane and put on the ground or put on a chassis. And uh, our company, CIE Manufacturing, we're the largest manufacturer of uh, container chassis uh, in the world. So that is the two elements that are in the trucking side of the industry, besides the trucker's truck or what we call a tractor. So you have a chassis, a container box, and you have a tractor taking the product down the road to either a depot or to a rail yard. So now we have rail that comes in where that box is taken off. And you've seen that as you're, you're waiting across the railroad tracks and a train is going by the double stacked 
um, container boxes on a rail car. That replaced the box car, which had to be hand loaded and then hand uh, unloaded. And this way the entire box goes on the rail car and it goes down uh, and instead of a, 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 a trailer, it goes down as a container box and you can double stack them that way. Very efficient and very low cost for the end user. North America has its own container box standards and also container chassis standards. Uh, almost every country or say section Europe has a different type of uh, uh, chassis, but it's all very, very similar in its functions. Yeah, and it sounds like intermodal is kind of the center of the universe of, you know, supply chain when it comes to the transportation component. Because like you said, you know, it links from when the container is taken off the boat, you know, that's using cranes, um, moving that container, like you said, onto the ground, onto a truck, which, you know, it's on a chassis on that truck, moved by truck either to rail right? Or the truck could actually go um, by road to its destination. So it's being unloaded onto rail, potentially moved across country on the rail, taken off the rail by another crane, put on another truck. You know, that truck is going to, like you said, either an airport or a distribution center so that the container can be offloaded. And I, I think that it's really important that we, you know, highlight what that looks like and the movement of the products that you see every day that you get delivered every day. Um, and so I really like that you were able to give, you know, that high level overview to everybody and what intermodal really encompasses. Well, it's, you know, it, it is something that you don't, you don't give it a second thought. You see a truck with a box and a chassis going down the road and it could be any part of the, uh, uh, the, supply chain but there's there's really the trucking uh, organizations uh, and I'll name a few like the JB Hunts, the Snyders, I don't want to leave anybody out but there's truckload carriers and there's uh, the the door-to-door -door carriers but mainly you have everything being delivered by truck at some point in time and yeah. container box makes it so much easier for anyone to unload a mass quantity you know in a 40-foot container box which is a standard, there's 20 and 40s that are standards uh, in, in length, they can ha handle maybe uh, 20, 30,000 uh, pounds. Yeah. It, depending on what you have. You could, if you had all potato chips in there, that'd be one thing uh, very light. But you could have, uh, uh, say, the steel drums uh, for uh, big trucks and their axles or something. It, and that's very, very heavy because it's all metal. Yeah. Yeah. And with so many moving parts, you know, it's got to really come down to equipment and maintenance um, to really bring safety to everybody involved in that chain of events. And I think, you know, there's an element there of road safety as well, because there's a huge component of road travel that happens when you're moving a container, uh, whether it's from the rail yard, whether it's from the shipping yard um, directly, you know, there's a lot of road safety. And so I'm sure that the maintenance you're obviously thinking about road safety. There's inspection stations on the highways and things like that that you also have to adhere to, I would imagine. Absolutely. In uh, 2010, the Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Administration uh, put together an inspection program and a rules and regulations called CSA. 
and CSA, uh, that's what makes sure the chassis, as well as any other trailers, uh, trailing vehicles, and the trucking uh, trucks that tra that haul them, uh, meet vehicles with strict safety standards. So they have to make the right stopping distances. They have to have you know uh, the radial tires, and they have to have, of course, weight inspections so, so that you're not overloading the the vehicle itself. Um, I think in 2010, when CSA came in, the the chassis really started to blossom into a maintenance uh, machine that was taken care of on a timely basis instead of on a breakdown basis. And before a driver would pick up something and maybe break down by the side of the road, have a flat tire. Thus, the, that automatic tire inflation system prevents that from happening. So the industry put their arms around that and said, yes, we own automatic tire inflation so that we don't have to be broken down on the side of the road with a flat tire. Secondly, LED lights, you, you don't have to worry about them burning out. Uh, they get hundreds of thousands of, I, I know one company that claims and probably is true, uh, they give a lifelong warranty on their LED lights to the, to the trading industry, to the chassis industry. Um, there's other things that over the years that have been put in as safety items. Believe it or not, uh, the GPS uh, systems that are now uh, can be wired to your chassis. That's a safety item because it gives you all kinds of great information on not only where you're going and how you're getting there, but if, if your if your doors are locked, if your if your lights are not are, are on, if you are inflating a tire. So all this data comes back to the tractor and tells the driver what's going on on the trailing vehicle, which he doesn't know. You know, so right. he maybe doesn't know how to inspect it because he doesn't own it. So that gets done automatically. So I think when we're talking about quality and safety of equipment, now the chassis and container box going down the road is as safe and as any other trading vehicle that is uh, that is manufactured to to go down the highway. In the old beginning days, it didn't match up to it. But since 2010, for sure, uh, it has made a big difference in this industry. And this industry is quite a bit safer. Yeah, and the reason why I bring that up is because, you know, this series we're talking about, what does intermodal mean to you? And I think, you know, the everyday consumer would maybe take a look at that and say, you know, it doesn't really mean anything to me. But being able to talk about this and how important safety and maintenance is around the equipment of that that is hauling and moving products that are that are coming to your door or that you're driving next to on the highway and really knowing what goes into that and what you're thinking about and the equipment that's being used all goes into everyday lives. And so I'm glad we're able to talk about that. Do you, I mean, you've been in the industry for a while. Do you have any horror stories? Have you seen, you know, anything sort of happen when equipment has not worked? Well, yes, I have. In fact, uh, I was on a highway in Texas uh, going between, uh, let's see, I think it was Port Aransas and Houston, and I'm driving in a car and there's a trailed vehicle coming down the highway and actually I tried to pass it 
And I said, okay, I'm going to pass it and, and get out of its way. And uh, as I passed it, got past it, the wheel came off. The dual tire wheel came off. And mm -hmm. I never would have believed it. And maybe I should have used this in the first question, something that no one would know about, believe. The wheels come off and they go faster than the vehicle running down the road. So it passed it right up. And, it, and I was on the, the inside lane and that tire was going in the outside lane, the passing lane, and it passed my car up. And that's about a thousand pounds or something rolling down the highway at more than say 50 miles an hour, probably 75 or 80 miles an hour. And it went off into the midsection across the road didn't hit anything and into a fence and a, and a cornfield. <clears throat> um, excuse me. That, to me, was one of the reasons why safety and quality is so important in the trucking industry and in the intermodal industry. Something like that could run into a, uh, a, a van, a car, anything, and it would be total catastrophe. That's one thing on, on maintenance. On the other side of it is if you have one of these big vehicles, you know, 40 foot long with a tractor in front of it, sitting by the side of the road and someone has to change a tire that went flat or they have to uh, have a brake problem and bring out somebody else to do the work for them. That is a loss of revenue for, for the company. And the downtime is critical because most everything is just in time delivery today. So the yep. quality, safety, all means so much. And number one is the safety, of course. And I think there's more safety items now uh, in the trucking industry uh, than we ever had before because of electronics and what the electronics can do. Yeah, yeah. And, you, you know, I'm glad that we were able to, you know, put it into context for really everyday lives and, and what it means for everybody from consumers to even supply chain professionals um, to the intermodal industry as well. And I know that IANA is doing a really, really good job of, you know, making sure that quality and safety and the maintenance is really becoming top of mind in the industry. I mean, they, they established a maintenance and repair committee that addresses everything from inspections to repair practices. And like you've said, you know, that's really why it's so important to have that and to have the champions that are prioritizing good maintenance and safety and holding people accountable to those promises. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. That's a, that, that's a true statement you have there. They, IANA has been the, the, the leader. It is the, the intermodal organization of North America. Uh, and that's, that's a great name for it because uh, uh, I've been in that organization since the beginning when it started out. And the reason why the maintenance committee uh, was formed is so that you weren't just at a convention or an expo and having networking capability. You actually had a working group of people that had committees and subcommittees of engineers, mechanics, uh, purchasing agents, uh, CEOs sitting in the same room and saying, here's a problem, how do we solve it? Not, here's a problem, what are you going to do about it? No, that's, 
let's solve it together. Let's figure out how to make it a better product, a better, uh, a better experience for the driver, a better experience and a safer experience for the uh, other drivers uh, on the roads. So IANA has taken that to the a deepest level. There's another organization in, within the American Trucking Association called the, the Maintenance Council. And that Maintenance Council has shared some of the recommended practices that have been established over the years. And now those recommended practices that have been established within the, uh, the, the maintenance uh, committee in IANA are blended together so that everyone is sharing information for the betterment of trucking, betterment of intermodal, and betterment for the highway safety. So I think that the, the IANA organization, of which I was chairman um, in our 25th year anniversary, right now, one of our vice presidents of uh, sales and marketing um, here from the company, uh, Trevor Ash, is on the board of directors uh, uh, of IANA. So I'm very proud of him having a, carrying on the tradition of being part of the great organization and actually being able to make the differences that we all want to have uh, going forward because the future is bright for intermodal and it needs bright young people. Um, well, everybody's younger than me, but uh, bright young people in the organization to carry on the torch. Yeah, I would absolutely agree there. And, you know, congratulations on your tenure. And I'm sure, you know, Ayanna is, um, was, was very happy to have you and, and we're happy to have you as part of this series. Um, and I think, you know, going back to talking about the, the maintenance and safety committees, I think also, you know, people looking to get into the intermodal industry to have that guidance and have some best practices of what you should be looking at, what you should be considering, you know, what are some of the advancements that you should also be considering when you're looking to get into the intermodal industry, no matter where you're looking to enter is huge, right? Because like you said, we're looking for that next generation coming into intermodal, bringing new ideas, bringing innovation. And um, so it's really important to have organizations like that, have best practices in place to, to provide that guidance. Well, where else are you going to find an organization that includes the ports, includes railroads, includes yeah. the, the package delivery companies, the, you know, the FedExes and the UPSs and people like that, uh, the, the newest ones that come in, like the Amazons. And definitely all of this is brought together with rail, water, trucking, uh, and you sit down together and not only have the maintenance uh, programs, uh, committee programs, but you also have great speakers from each one of these different organizations talk about their industry. So we have a cross membership allegiance to each other. I mm -hmm. remember back in the really early days of, of IANA, uh, it was almost uh, railroads versus truckers, shippers versus truckers, versus tr shippers versus railroads, because everybody had their own little fiefdom. I Anna brought them all together and made them work together. And in a very short period of time, it proved to be the best design for making an organization such as Iana, which is very large, the, the one you want to be in and where you want to be, not just for the networking, uh, as, a, as a vendor or, or a salesman would say, but because you actually walk away from there 
taking information that you can use in your day-to-day practices of running your business. Absolutely. And so I, I like the fact that you've been able to speak historically and that you've also been able to talk about the present day intermodal. But I think now we just want to get into the future. And you've spoken about how, you know, the advancements have been made in the industry from a, from a couple of different perspectives, you know, um, including the innovations that you mentioned earlier. But how has technology improved the equipment itself as, as well as its maintenance and repair? Well, uh, once again, the, the, the maintenance and repair is now all tied into electronics. So if you have a GPS system or you have any kind of telemetric system, on your chassis and your container box. Now you know where that container box is at all times, where that chassis is at all times, if it has a maintenance problem, uh, if there is a tire that gets changed for wearing out, they put it in the record that went out, went out at X amount of, amount of miles, and you look at the, uh, the next tire next to it, and you figure that maybe that one is due to be um, fixed before it becomes a problem you know, taken off and and, uh, and replaced. So there's many things within the organization that uh, electronics and telemetrics has, has done for the industry. Now, take the other logs that you have in your maintenance departments. It's not just that the, that the equipment has these things, but the maintenance professionals uh, and even the OEMs that manufacture these products have electronic torque wrenches, not torque wrenches, but torque machines that absolutely torque all the nuts and bolts down properly and then gives you a printout that this VIN number, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, has been checked 125 different ways so that it's safe when it gets built. And then when it's getting a repair job or it's getting something that is uh, um, um, preventative maintenance, and we're all about preventative maintenance now, not on-road maintenance, okay? Preventative maintenance. You have that list, you have the file, you have the database, and you go out there and you fix something before it leaves the, the yard. Or once it comes into the yard and you look at its data, you go, it's ready for its, its annual inspection or it's ready for our maintenance inspection. So I think there's where the difference is. The entire industry has raised itself up above of just being a, a delivery truck. It is more than a delivery truck. Everything we have, everything I have on my desk here in the office or everything I have anywhere else has been brought on a truck. And we all know that. So yeah. at some point in time, it hit a truck uh, and I don't know, got hitched to a truck and, and moved. This is the biggest part of intermodal. So I believe that our, 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 our equipment going into the future is going to be even more high tech. It's even going to be more geared together. You look at what they're doing with electric trucks. Look at what they're doing uh, to bring electric trucks or alternate uh, fuel type uh, vehicles into the ports. So there's no uh, emissions coming in. In the port of LA and Long Beach, the the two largest ports on the West Coast and combined they're the largest port in North America, I believe, they did over a million containers last month. 
last month. Now, if you say a million containers, you think, well, that's a good year. No, that was last month. Yeah. And you know, wow. I mean, and each container moves down the road with the truck in front of it. So the trucking yeah. industry is flourishing. The, the, the intermodal container, the globalization of products coming in from all over the world. Um, it's, it's, it's an amazing, uh, it's an amazing ballet that is actually working in those ports and on the, on the rails to get that, the equipment and what's inside that equipment to the end user in the safest way, the fastest way and protected way of, from damage. So I think that, uh, I think what you're going to see is a lot more trucking companies potentially moving away from standard boxes, uh, like dry vans and such. I know that the, the 53 foot dry van is, uh, is a big deal in the United States, but we also have 53 foot, what we call domestic containers. No one else in the world has a 53 foot except North America for Americans. So basically you see a 53 foot container, it has the same uh, capacity to carry as a, a dry van going down the road, but a container chassis can be made into several different positions. So if you have to take a 20, a 20 foot, you can skinny it down to 20 feet with a sliding mechanism, or you can be 40 feet, or you could be 45 feet, or 53 feet. That is where I think the future of intermodal is going to start to penetrate further into the trucking fleets because one piece of equipment may be able to do, can do, I won't say maybe, can do two or three or four types of jobs. Well, you know, and what an exciting time to be an intermodal. I mean, just listening to what you're what you're saying is happening now and, and looking into the future. I mean, it's just such an exciting time to, to be a part of it. And I know for me, I feel a lot better knowing that there's that really long checklist that people have to go through before, you know, it's it's roadworthy or the the products or the equipment are are sent out on the road. But definitely, definitely a, an exciting time for the intermodal industry. So with a mission to promote the growth of efficient intermodal freight transportation through innovation, education, and dialogue, IANA is the only organization that represents the combined interests of the intermodal freight transportation industry. With members from the supplier, rail, 3PL, marine, and motor carrier sectors, they're building a truly connected industry to create a more efficient and innovative supply chain environment for all of us. For more information about IANA, check out their website at intermodal.org. Thank you to Frank for joining me on the show today. It was a really insightful look at an industry people might not fully appreciate, and I cannot wait to find out more in the rest of the series. So don't forget to join us again next week for episode three of our What Does Intermodal Mean to You mini-series in partnership with IANA.